broadcasting online 24 hours a day and via Android and iPhone apps. This is East London Radio. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Are You Sitting Comfortably? I was not ready for that introduction. Uh, (laughs) Good Lord, what a rush. Uh, Did you enjoy that theme tune there from 2017's Wonder Woman movie? I I bloody love that theme tune, I do. I think it's fantastic. I think we should at some stage play the retro version from the television show. Yeah, I think we should. (laughs) I think it'd be nice to contrast that. Although, I like the way they've gone with the the new soundtrack. That, for me, is all the the dramatic bits that were happening during the film with a bit of Wonder Woman! (laughs) Over them was absolutely brilliant. Yes, and and with the World War One setting, I think it really uh, worked quite nicely. Although I I, I must say, at this point, little bit of a um, inaccuracy here. Gone. She didn't wear satin tights. (laughs) Well. But she was fighting for her rights. We don't know what she wore to bed. Stopping a war with love. Oh, that's true. Although there was a love scene. Well, there wasn't a love scene. There was love making. There was. And I was wondering how they were going to do that. But they did it rather well. Mm, Doggy style. (laughs) But should we talk about that later? Okay, if you like, because first of all, we've got a little bit of... Movie news. Movie news, indeed. Cool. Do you want to start? Because I haven't actually got my laptop in front of me, so what I can't What are you think. doing? I was drinking my tea. You've just got Toast. tea and a caramel wafer bar. I have, and I'm quite looking forward to both of those It's all you need on an episode Toast of... professional, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, actually, first bit of news. Go on. Not really movie news Go at on. all, or in fact news, because it happens every year. It is the Queen's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. It's... We know you're listening, because you always do. Yeah, well, let's just hope she doesn't... Uh, Take a, a nice stroll, because it's also the World Naked Bike Ride, and that would be a Ooh. bit of a surprise on the Queen's birthday. Maybe she's involved. She could be out there. <laughs> you wouldn't know. If no. you saw, it should just be an old lady on a bike, true, completely naked. Yeah, until she spoke. Boobs flapping in the wind. <laughs> yeah, but there are lots of people uh, who wear all sorts of silly masks at the World Naked Bike Ride, you know, such as the Queen. So the Queen could just go out with a Queen mask on. She'd be completely undetectable. That's true. The crown, a Queen mask... <laughs> And that's it, yeah. on a bike. And you wouldn't know that yeah. it was the real queen. you think, oh, that's a really, that's funny. She's wearing a really good replica of the crown jewels on her head yeah. and cycling naked in the bike ride. Brilliant. The, uh, the... I love that. I really want that to be a thing that happened. Or she could be, like, on the bike, but then she could have footmen kind of, like... Like, it would have to be a tandem, so the footman would be at the front riding and she'd just be at the back sitting there waving. <laughs> yes, it's true. That would, that would be wonderful. Although, anyway. depends, doesn't it, at which angle she's leaning. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this was supposed to be, once upon a time, news. this was movie news, wasn't <laughs> yes. it? All right, you give us the first movie news, then. Okay, so, well, it's not so much movie news um, as it is just, well, woohoo, doesn't the Black Panther trailer look blooming amazing? It does. Have you seen it? It does. I doesn't have. it look fresh? Mm. Fresh, fresh, like Rotten Tomatoes, just a like bit 100% fresh, doesn't it? It looks like that. Just a bit sexy. He's licking his muff. <laughs> the whole of East London and perhaps the world. To perhaps the world. On a Saturday morning. It is. It does look flipping sexy. Even the poster where he's sat on that throne. In something that you might wear Whoa. to a uh, to a basement uh, in <laughs> central London on a Sunday evening. Or I don't know. I wouldn't know. I, I'm just I'm speaking right, from my imagination. Oddly specific timing there, but okay. Why not? Uh, so that's yes. Did you want to say anything else about it, or should we move on to some more movie news? Uh, well, yeah, no, I, di- I didn't even want to say that about it. What I, what I wanted <laughs> it just kind of came out. Yeah, what, I, what I wanted to say was um, that it truly does just look very original, and um, thankfully, 
a, a, a striking black cast, except for Martin Freeman. Um, He's in everything, <laughs> isn't he? You just can't get rid of him. <laughs> no, but isn't it, isn't it just wonderful to see? I remember when they were ranting and raving on the news about the first EastEnders episode that featured a fully black cast with no white characters at all. It's amazing that we've come this far um, already in, uh, let alone the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, sort of Hollywood cinema generally, for that to be such a standout thing. Yes, I agree. It's good. And I mean, you know, there's the whole there are, thing there with are other genres, but but the action kind of you know summer mm. blockbuster kind of thing. It really looks, uh, and it's great to have like an, uh, uh, um, a lady starring and lady directing Wonder Woman as well. Oh, well so uh, yes, actually, yes. All the minorities getting their boxes ticked. No homosexual. Um, superhero just yet, but uh, you know we can I, wait. I'm we're, not, we're on the way. I'm not one of these uh, sparkly gents who uh, who says yes and all the rest. <laughs> that was the most surreal thing. I think. Uh, just do that again. Well, no, I can't. It's very much <laughs> against my nature. But um, for the first time, you're being horribly offensive to your own kind. But never mind. To my own, no, I'm not. It's not against my. That's like me saying knitting is against my nature, or or um, stamp collecting is against my nature. I'm not saying oh. how dare you stamp collect. This is a this is a, a not a stamp collecting. Country? Oh, is it? No. I think I feel like we're off track already. What were you going to say? All I'm saying is that I don't stamp collect. All right, you don't collect stamps. You don't say yas. Uh, (laughs) So what was what was your point? Um, uh, For the first time, I think ever in the Wonder Woman screening, I felt like saying yas. There we go. Sad news. Sad. Very sad. It is. It is actually very sad. the lovely, the gentlemanly, the one and only Peter Salas has died. He of Wallace and Gromit. He of Last of the Summer Wine. He of other things that I can't remember. Now, again, normally I'm not one of these people who leaps on um, social media. The sadness bandwagon. Yeah, the sadness bandwagon. Um, but uh, Wallace and Gromit was a, was a big part of my childhood. I remember it was uh, the, a grand day out was one of the very first... Uh, VHS videos I used to rent out from our uh, our local children's library that smelt a lot like carpet. Yeah, and uh, and I would I would re-rent and re-rent that video because it was such a good lot of fun. And it he was. was covered in fingerprints back in that stage, and <laughs> it was all mushed up and wobbly, but it was it was fantastic storytelling. It really was, and even the theme tune. I, I right now I have the theme tune in my head for for a grand day out. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We do, we, like, <laughs> that was entirely unrehearsed or unscripted. We both know that theme tune so well. So it's a big shame that, that we've lost uh, Wallace of Wallace and Gromit fame. Gromit is speechless. He is with grief mm. and also just generally. Because he's speechless. Yeah, he's a dog. Yeah. Should we move on? Uh, perhaps. All right. Okay, another another trailer for Spider-Man: Homecoming, or as I like to call it, Iron Spider. Yeah. Well, this this trailer we get to see a little bit of um, the Bird Civil Man. War stuff. We got to see a little bit of the Civil War stuff from yeah, yeah. the from the point of view of Peter Parker. So when he's hiding before he gets like underoos and shouted out, he's like hiding in the background. It's like, hey, yes. who's this guy? What's re- happening? Blah, blah, blah. Re- recording it, uh, Cloverfield style, for some reason. Or Snapchat, presumably, or something like that. Because like everyone's like, oh yeah, he's supposed to represent the the um, teenagers today. So it's all about Snapchat and witty 
quirky comments and like doing all sorts of stuff. And I don't know if I'm all right with that because I found him really irritating yes. in Civil War for all the kind of like, hey, I've got another quip. I'm so upbeat. I'm such a chippy child. Ah, ah, look at me. Oh, I'm doing this now. Oh, and stuck the landing. Oh, well, never mind. Let's keep going. And I'm like, if I have to sit through two and a half hours of that. But looking at the trailer and uh, uh, the battle he has with Michael Keaton's Birdman... Um, the vulture Birdman. Um, you could argue that uh, this film is about him realizing that he can't be that sort of hero. I hope so. Um, and you know, we'll see uh, as as time goes on, as as the film arrives, really. Um, but yeah, he's he's got a very high tech suit this time round. I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't, now I'm no um, <laughs> every news item I've gone. This is what I don't do. Um, no, I'm no sort of huge Marvel fanboy. But um, I know that uh, Marvel fanboys are quite upset that Iron Man is taking such a uh, central position in this movie. And I think it does detract a little bit from Spider Man's sort of. Uh, central premise in that it's just this young kid who hasn't really got much of a clue, gets bitten by a spider. He's got all his young boy problems to deal with while he's developing these superpowers. And it's about that... Well, at least the first story has always been uh, about that that um, turmoil between those two experiences of being a normal kid and also uh, having to deal with these with these powers. So if Iron Man comes along and makes that job a whole lot easier for him by just chucking robot stuff... His way. Well, then... it might or it might not in the, you know, he could, it could, uh, hopefully it just becomes a vehicle for his superpowerness to arrive rather than, you know, like. He's got little robot spiders and everything Has helping he? him out. I didn't yes. see little robot spiders. No, watch the trailers, oh. all of them, oh. all oh, 700 so of many. them. <laughs> I watched the latest one where he's got like his, hello, Peter, you've got 73 web slinging options yeah. and shit and stuff and you know I, it, that got on my nerves a bit but um how long before he's in the spider-mobile in fact i used to have a spider-mobile toy is that was that a thing they used to just make any old toys though oh, didn't they to, wow. to sell but then um what was i gonna yeah well this could be all setting up for the death or retirement of iron man in the in the next in infinity war is it infinity war yeah uh because there's um because robert downey jr's contract is coming to an end um I think Iron Man's arc as well is coming to a bit of an end. He's kind of been through all the stuff. He's just tired and worn out and pretty much at the end of his rope at this point. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he is one of the probably, hopefully, several casualties of the Infinity War. And he either dies or he retires and and leaves it all to the quite, next generation. He's got quite a few more contracts though, hasn't he? Well, I don't know. Has he? To sort out to films to film. Has he? What? Not in the not in the Marvel universe? No, that's why they're squeezing him into Spider Man because he's got to use him up. Yes, well, that's what I mean. Well, he's in Spider Man, and then he'll be in the Infinity War one and probably two. Oh, so maybe that is it. Yes, then no, that you're might right. Be it. Of course. Mm. Hmm. Well, time will tell. Time will. Unless, we'll see. You know, maybe he's just running short on change. Oh yeah, we've all got bills to pay. Signs up again, which uh, leads us on to Tom Cruise in the Mummy. Oh, does it have to? Eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it because it's Tom Cruise rolling about in an aeroplane mainly? Yeah, pretty much. And from from what I hear, I haven't seen it yet, but I don't intend to, to be honest. From what really I hear, not. it's... I was it's... thinking of uh, maybe reviewing it on the show. All right, well, if there's nothing else on, I suppose I'll see it, but... Is it uh. Mission Impossible versus The Mummy? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like his impossible mission force gets a bit of a Halloween makeover, from what I hear. I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. It seems to be Tom Cruise... In Tom Cruise's Tom Cruise and the Mummy, starring Tom Cruise. 
So, uh, and it's and again, they're they're building out this this dark universe idea because oh, no. they're going to have like a Jekyll and Hyde and a mummy. Well, in the same universe as Tom Cruise and the Mummy. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, they're going to have Jekyll and Hyde. They're going to have the Invisible Man, all that kind of stuff. Do you remember the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah, a few we years had this ago? discussion two weeks ago, yeah. Scott. Yeah, People well, think they're listening to a rerun. Well, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all building up to that kind of malarkey. So again. what you're saying is they should have called this film The Money. Ah, see what you did yes. there. Pretty would, much, yes. Would you like um, the answer to who said popcorn at a ball game is unnatural? You know that. Yes. Well, I, I know who said it. It was John Lithgow, but I don't know what character he was or why he was saying it. It was John Lithgow in Interstellar as oh. Muff! Muff! Yeah, he was Matthew McConaughey's dad, was he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but who was Murph? Who played Murph? Um, Murphy, Murphy, oh, future Murph. Oh, Jessica Chastain, wasn't it? Someone like that. Whoever played Miss Sloan. Yeah, it was Jessica Chastain. Let's, let's Google Miss Sloan. We're Miss, a movie review show, apparently. Miss Sloan, Jessica Chastain. Good. <laughs> That's fun. So that was him in uh, Interstellar. Yes. Right, what was the link? Her. Oh, right, she, yes. She, of course, that was what you were just telling me. Fair and, enough. And um, John Lithgow was... In the courtroom with Jessica Chastain in Miss Sloan. Ah. Yes. So connections, connections are plenty. Uh, would you like a new one? Do you think, just before we get into that, Go on. that people are like, oh, wow, I'll be working with John Lithgow again. Awesome. Or of do they course think, they are. Or do they think, oh, him again. <laughs> Jesus. That's a good point. That's a good point. Could go either way. Yeah, it? it could be like Karen from Accounts. You're like, oh, <laughs> I've got to work with Karen again on this one. Do you know, Jesus. like, I reckon John Lithgow probably smells like biscuits. Do you think? Yes. He's got biscuit crumbs just in the just in that little scoop you've got in your trousers when you sit down. You know? <laughs> you're you're weird. Your your mind is a very strange and, and <laughs> that's, terrifying. That's what I imagine uh, when I think of John Lithgow. All right. Uh, yeah, give me another who said that then, New please. Who said that? Here's the poop, the whole poop, and nothing but the poop. Any idea? Absolutely none. Here's the poop, the whole poop, and nothing but the poop. There is a connection, as usual. Um, to, so, to Wonder Woman. To, uh, yes. Well, it must be. It's the only film we're reviewing. Yeah, that's true. Trick. All right, let me, let me think about it. Is it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it from a film? It's from a film, yes. A little-known film, though. Is it a little-known good film, or is it like a little-known Adam Sandler film, which is little-known on purpose because they're all awful? <laughs> no, it's a little-known weird film. Very right. weird right. film with aesthetics resembling the fifth element. Ooh. So there's a clue for you. If you know the answer, tweet us at ELR comfortably. Yes, uh, who said? Do. Here's the poop, the whole poop, and nothing but the poop. Does it have a lot of poo aesthetics? Are they? All, is it like poo but done fifth element style? No. Like with ginger hair and, and like a, a, a bandage? Nothing to do with poo, strangely. Multi-poop. No, no. no okay. would, you, would you like some uh, Rupert Gregson Williams? Yeah, sure. Cut me off a slice. What we got? Londondorf. Enough! Londondorf. Oh, isn't he good, Rupert Gregson Williams, with that moody, 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 dark and villainous score there from Wonder Woman? I like all three of them. Uh, Rupert Greg and... Rupert Greg and William. (laughs) Uh, I meant Ludendorff, by the way, not Londondorf. Yeah, Ludendorff is the bad guy. Yes. Or one of many. One of many. One of many bad guys. During, throughout the film. During, Numerous bad guys. During that time. Mm. Yes. And also during the film. During the film? Yes, I don't think he's an actual historical character. Is he not? I don't think so. Well, I'm sure there were plenty of Ludendorffs. 
There were. About. Um, so, yes, uh, Scott, you're going Hello. to have to give us 30 seconds oh, simply because I beat you to it. Uh, <laughs> what happens in Wonder Woman, please, starting from now? On the island of Themyscira, which is a place that Zeus made for some special ladies who don't age and are awesome and don't need men, uh, who will train as amazing warriors, Diana is made from clay and is supposed to be just another lady. But it turns out that there's a dark secret behind her past. And a man accidentally lands on this island that he shouldn't be able to find. And uh, then they go off to fight a war together to save everything from Ares, the god of war. And things happen. Things do. They do, several times. And aren't they exciting things? All of them. <laughs> there's even a dick joke or two in there. Uh, yes, yes, there is, yes. Uh, but it's, Not sure it's, how I felt about that. Well, they've got to make up for the lack of j- dick generally, haven't they? <laughs> what, by having a, a, a straight-up dick joke in there? Yes. Not that I'm saying the dick was straight up, just the joke. It's it's uh, clearly... Maybe it curved slightly. Clearly they've been sitting... Chris Pine's penis curved slightly? You know, I reckon it's probably one of those that aren't um, sort of immediately jaw-dropping, but <laughs> would sort of... Jaw dislocating. Blow your blow your brains out. Oh wow. It's a shotgun for a penis. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Wow. That's just the the image I, I have in my mind uh, as a result of that particular scene. Okay. I, 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 I hadn't until that moment envisaged Chris Pine's um genitals. Penis. Mm. Uh, but uh, I think the DC people were sitting watching Marvel films. With their dicks out, perhaps, thinking really? um, we, <laughs> we've got to find a way to make this fun. And they looked down and they thought, yes. So, <laughs> so you think that in... Because it was one of the first in, gags, wasn't it? In a, in, a, in, a, in a movie made about women, starring <laughs> yes. a woman, directed by a woman. Yes. You think that they thought, I know how to make this fun. We'll put a dick joke in it. Yes. Yes. Because where else is a dick joke? Amusing, unless in that exact setting you described. It's just a dick joke elsewhere, but when you take it to the island of... Um, Themyscira. Yes, exactly. Filled with ladies who are inexplicably dressed, considering they only have each other to appeal to. What do you mean? Inex- to. How are they inexplicably dressed? What do you mean? <laughs> do you well, think I mean, they should be naked? No, well, I Why have you got any clothes at all? I think it would be more believable if they were either entirely naked... Or just walking about in joggers. Right. You know, baggy T-shirts and stuff. I don't know how well you could fight in a baggy T-shirt. Well, why, do, why do people wear cardigans and dressing gowns? Well, they're to... not warriors in cardigans. You don't see many warriors in dressing gowns. No, no. Uh, uh, karate, thank you very much. Um, uh, why do you have a black dressing, dressing gown gown? Belt? Well, it's basically it's, a dressing gown. Oh, my it? God, that's so racist. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. not. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's designed for that job, isn't it? It's for the, for the karate kicking and things like the, the taekwondo. I don't know what the outfit is called, so I can't use the real word, but it's, it's, it's got a job. Yes. Okay. But it's still a lot baggier than the Wonder Woman's, uh, breast cupping, uh, armor plating. Yeah, but it? the arm, but her boobs aren't part of her fighting. She needs her arms and legs free, which she has. Well, they won't be part of her fighting because her armor is insufficient. It should be one boob panel, not two scoopy boobs, because if you if someone's coming at you with a sword right at your boobs, your boob armor's going to scoop the sword into your heart, isn't it? Stupid boob, arm, boob armor. They'd be safer <laughs> in uh, jogging bottoms, I'm sure. Which obviously could just turn away any blade. 
<laughs> no, I mean, at least you wouldn't be running at a sword. And why has she got jogging bottoms over her boobs? How high up do you pull <laughs> them? You'd be, have you ever been to, uh, like, your local Tesco's? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the I'll afternoon not on a weekday. No, I've got people for that. But there we are. Um, right, so back, dragging this review, kicking and screaming back to the movie itself. Yes, um, once I got over the fact that they are all wearing makeup as well and they've all shaved their armpits for the benefit <sighs> of each other as women, strong, independent women, um, they, they, I, I was able to indulge in the story and uh, what a magnificent story it is. Do you know what my main criticism with this is the one thing that, that, that with my argument or the film the film all right i've just decided to gloss <laughs> just over your my argument. argument pretty much um the, my main the thing that disappointed me the most about this film lucy lawless wasn't in it who's lucy lawless xena oh yeah it did look very xena didn't it there was there was yeah, that point. opening sequence yeah. was very easy i actually leaned over to who i'd gone to the cinema with and said this looks like a scene from xena i actually and when <laughs> when you first meet when diana is very young and you meet um the lady who is her mother yes Hippolyta, um the lady who is her mother in other words her mother her mother <laughs> yeah um hippolyta was the name i was trying to remember ah. um and I did think, oh, this is Diana when she's young. Have they de-aged Lucy Lawless? As she grows up, is she going to become more like Lucy Lawless? We know. And she didn't at all. And I was a bit sad about that because that, that was the only thing that, the, that otherwise would have made this movie even better for me. Well, wherever it is, I'd like to holiday there. Uh, I think it's a real play. I don't know if it looks quite like that. It's a Greek island, I think. Does the water glow? Uh, no. Oh, that's a shame. It's also not full of women who've never known men. There was a lack of wildlife as well, I noticed. There was a deer thing with horns that looked at her as she jumped across a cliff. Yes, but it wasn't godlike. I would have liked more sort of mystical wildlife. Well, presumably they have farms and things on the island somewhere, otherwise how would they live? Well, then perhaps they don't need to eat. Uh, maybe, I suppose. Well, they don't age, so who knows? Chris Pine, when he came along and sported it all for the women... Yeah, um, as he does, because he's a man, typical man. Typical man. Uh, what did you think of that? Uh, because it, it became, after that point, a very different film. Um, well, I think you've got to, as with anything like this, you've got the setup and then you've got the the kind of... So everything's set up and everything's peaceful and lovely and quite tranquil and idyllic. But that doesn't make for a good movie. You've got to do <laughs> something to that to make your movie work. So I know what you mean. It would have been... I think I would have enjoyed living on Themyscira but I don't think I would have enjoyed watching a film about it because it might have been quite dull. It's very Avatar-like. Yeah, I thought that as well, that it was a little bit kind of too... Too lovely. Too lovely. Too nice. Yeah. They could have at least have had um, some sort of a leak or a floorboard that needs replacing. Yeah, something, something so somewhere not... that was just <laughs> like, not... oh, the cows have got out again. Flipping egg. Yeah. Right, come on, Amazons, let's go and, and catch the, the, the... Yeah. 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 Oh, my... Uh, my... My uh, holster keeps dropping off. Oh, for goodness, I'm going to have to get that sewn up. Yeah, yeah, Take that down to the Has drive anyone thing. seen my shield? I'm sure it was around <laughs> here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, all that. Um, yeah. Uh, but yes, Chris Pine provided that kind of uh, annoyance in... in, uh, in, in, in Plot point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, because he bought with him the Great War, didn't he? And it doesn't get much more annoying than that. Oh, that's true, yes. <laughs> uh, which I thought was a great uh, contrast. So okay, everything was perfect on um, the uh, the Lady Island, Island of Ladies, lots of lovely ladies, uh, Island, 
island of the... What was it called again? Themyscira. How many times have you seen Themis- this Themyscira. Themyscira. Why do I keep wanting to say the island of Lesbos? Where's because that? You're, <laughs> an, you're an awful, awful person. Lesbos is an island in Greece. Yeah, oh, right, okay. Uh, is it popular with uh, the, uh, the, the, the ladies? There was uh, a long time ago, there was a classical poet who lived there. Her name was Sappho. And she was a... She, she, she loved, was a big lesbian. She loved the ladies. Oh, well, there we are. That's why and, I'm thinking it. And that's where that's and that connotation as in lesbian meaning from the island of Lesbos. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that's where she lived and she loved ladies. Okay. So when Chris Pine arrived at the island of Lesbos, uh, <laughs> I, I just I was hoping I wasn't uh, small-minded enough just to be saying it because Lesbos sounds a little bit like lesbian. Um, but now you've told me that story, I do remember hearing that elsewhere. Oh, you feel better with your small-mindedness now, do you? Well, slightly, slightly oh, larger-minded. Right. Fine, uh, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, great contrast uh, with smoggy old London. London, eh? Let's all go down to London on the war. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They did that great thing of. Uh, incredibly like turning a corner and being on the other side of the city thing again yeah, that yeah. was fun but uh yeah but gal gado was gado gadot 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 not gado no I she's it sounded a lot like a cheese she's israeli not <laughs> french so you pronounce the t i see mm. also it's um tel aviv pride this weekend so happy pride to all of our israeli listeners what a gal eh yeah what a gal chris pine took with him to to london town to take part in the war, eh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, did, they, did they she then take they take Alf Garnet with they, her as well. <laughs> then they indulged in uh, some proper Marvel quirky comedy when they tried to find her some appropriate clothing, which they um, maybe should have done before they were striding through central London with their legs out. <laughs> but did you did you think? Uh, this is just me, but the secretary lady. Yeah, straight out of a Marvel Carry On film. She reminded me, it was a cross between David Brent and, um... And Miranda? <laughs> I was thinking more David Brent and uh, Matt Lucas. <laughs> that's two men and she's a lady. Well, that's true. David Brent, Matt Lucas... And Miranda. And Miranda, sure, why not? Okay, all rolled in to one little From Frumpy lady, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, I didn't think that. Okay. I thought that she was obviously, you know, a, a, a British sitcom-esque character, but that's fine, they're in London. Um, and it was... Uh, <laughs> and they're everywhere, Eddie. You can't throw a brick where he's in a sitcom character. I just, <laughs> I just thought that uh, they took it a little bit too far when she started wielding uh, the god-killer sword and everything. Um, yeah, that was a bit too Marvel for my liking. Um, but I was pleased to see a character that wasn't all frowns and stares. Yeah, it was. It was nice that she, as as she was um, obvious because obviously we've got uh, Diana who is not of the world of men and so doesn't see why she should be in any way subservient and all that. Kind of, so she's from outside and is not and, and treats men as equals. But what I liked about nice her is that see... she she didn't she wasn't she wasn't going why should I treat men as equals? She just did. Yeah, this is one of the things that I really liked about this film yeah. is like. As opposed, like, for example, let's look again, just for a moment, not for long, because it's not good to look at this film for a long time. Why? Suicide Squad. Ah. ah. When you've got, this is Katana. I suggest you don't get killed by her sword because it drinks the souls of the people it kills. Her husband is trapped in the sword. She's very sad about this. Anyway, that's Katana. 
that was like actual dialogue as opposed to anything that was shown. Was that when she was being introduced comic book style? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, that's fine. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it is, it's of course. Very, it's very bad movie making. If I was giving a quick introduction to you, DC style, I'd say, Scott, make sure you don't screw up his hair. He likes his hair. Raging homosexual, give him a cake. He'll be your friend forever. And All then accurate, oof, yes. But on, then on but to then, Joe and Rue. But then, <laughs> but, but then you could just as easily have us have a little chat about how much I like cake. Yeah, but then you've lost about 20... You've lost about 20 minutes screen time doing that. And you've got how many characters in Suicide Squad? I like the way they did its uh, comic book logic. I know we'll always disagree, but this is a very different film, Wonder Woman. My point was that they do it very differently in that we hear... Like, the the Scottish guy is uh, a sniper who has some PTSD, which wouldn't have been diagnosable back then. But and he's he's all kind of like a little bit crazy from the war. It's kind of affected him and he's oh, yeah. not as good at his job as he used to be kind of thing. He, he gets kind of the, the, the trembles and shit, doesn't he? But you find that out as you go. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, rather than it just being, he's not been the same since the last time he yes. went to war and all his family died in front of him and he was left crying and screaming on the ground. Uh, it's just like, it's something we find out as we go along as opposed to an introduction that comes right at the beginning. If you like... Yeah, well, good. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I liked that the characters were more rounded and, and I felt more invested in the characters because of that. I found these things out over time as opposed to just going, plonk, there's a bit about this character. Now Let's you like do them. some action. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. It was nice to have... And, the, and the action sort of led to more story bleeding out. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and that yes. was about to say, like the action, it wasn't just a bit of story, then some action. It was story that developed through the action yeah. as well, which is always nice to see. And yeah. Tom Cruise could learn from that, where his action just tends to be... But I suppose the thinking is if you're going to take what is unfortunately a big blockbuster Hollywood risk and um, cast a female lead for for a big budget superhero film, you may as well try and do things a little bit more inventively than paint by numbers. Uh, And uh, as usual, uh, the innovation pulls off. I wouldn't say innovation, actually. It's not quite innovation, is it? Jesus. But it is, uh, I suppose, in the superhero landscape, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. Um... Did you want to play another track? I've got more to say, let's, but I'm, I'm, I'm conscious we should play some music. Let's uh, play Rupert Gregson Williams' God of War and then continue this uh, exciting I'm discussion. looking forward to it. Stay tuned. I really wanted to find the track that I think that sounded like a lot from um, thinking right the way back to The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, what are you doing, I'll Scott? be sorry. Carry so on. Professional. Obviously. I know, right? Um, yeah, it does sound... Uh, uh, Rupert Greg, It's doing it again. There we go. What are you doing? I was switching my phone off because it was making noises. I wasn't snapping. He snapped. I don't me. snap. Um, Rupert Gregson Williams. Rupert Gregson Williams. He has put together here a score that has elements, it sounds like, from Stop Rubbing the Muff, Scott. From The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, uh, which were obviously Hans Pants. Zimmer. But, all, <laughs> but also... They weren't. They were both very good. Well, can, Dark Knight was good. Rises was a bit iffy. Carry on. You can hear Hans Zimmer's score, obviously, from Wonder Woman, uh, for Wonder Woman. Wonder from, Woman! From <laughs> Batman versus Superman throughout. But you can also, and I don't know whether this is just me, but especially in the final track that we're going to play on the show today, there are little elements of um, the score from Mad Max Fury Road. Little elephants from Mad Max. And I don't I think that's on purpose. In Mad Max. I don't think that's on purpose. I think that's by accident. I think how much metal they'd need to cover them. But if you listen to Wonder Woman's Wrath next to Spiky Cars from the score <laughs> to, uh, to uh, Mad Max... Uh, and, 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 and just listen to the whole album side by side. You will hear, weirdly, 
some similarities. I suppose that happens when so many movie scores are pumped out so regularly these days. Um, but I just found it quite interesting, yeah. really, that that comparison hasn't been drawn elsewhere. You know I don't like to engage you in conversation about movie music because Why? Uh, I've got things to do and I'm going away in July. <laughs> but I really, really like... The score for this. Yeah. yeah. Just that Wonder Woman's theme, I think, is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Like. Well, but also, also, it does sound again. It, there's the DC sound uh, thread through all of the DC movies, which is nice. And I don't think it took Marvel a little while to kind of achieve that. They had the Avengers theme, but you know, you've got little bits of Superman cropping up with with Batman. You've got actually there were parts from the Dark Knight quite on purpose uh, squeezed in to Batman versus Superman, which I thought was quite nice. It was Hans Zimmer; he's allowed to do that. Um, and mm, and in suicide i don't know how i feel about that in suicide squad obviously you had the batman crop up with when the joker was uh, driving his car with harley quinn and <laughs> and again the theme kind of uh, shifted in that direction blah, 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 blah. so it sounds like there's not just a uh, a movie universe but an audio universe as well which i think oh, i'm going to coin that term the audio universe yeah the dc audio universe the cow Something like that. Desau. Um, yes, so back to the movie. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm wondering... <laughs> I thought you had yeah. something to say. No, I, I do. <laughs> I'm wondering how to say it without... Um, Offending? Spoiling. Oh. Because uh, I wanted... I don't know whether we should... Maybe we shouldn't talk about the kind of twist towards the end. What twist? The twist into absolute anarchy and sorcery, which makes no sense. The the 20 minutes from ending descent into flashing lights and chucking large objects at one another, which DC always seems to fall foul of. But up until that moment, I thought Wonder Woman was an, a, a splendid film. It's just such a shame it went that way. I thought I'd get that out there. Yeah, I feel like I feel <laughs> like it's it's I think it's part of I think it might be DC's signature. I think it's something that they like to put into every movie. And, you know, it doesn't always just fit. blow up as much as possible. Yeah, well, it's because, you know, it's an action. It's supposed to be a blockbuster, isn't it? And you've got to have, like, yeah, a but up until that explosions, point, otherwise it's not a proper action. Until that point, it, it, it wasn't, was it? It wasn't a big, big, big action film. It was, it was the, the action was very much grounded in war, which I, I, I quite liked, like human yeah. war. There were little bits, obviously, where Wonder Woman exceeded expectations. But where she runs out into no man's land. Yeah, exactly. Because it was no man's land and she's uh -huh. not a man. Ah. Yes! Wow. <laughs> that, that noise never sounds right coming out of your face. Um, so, yeah, uh, instead, let's talk about the gays. G-A-Z-E, not ah, G-A-Y-S. The male gays. The male gays, except not really in this film. No, but really. The gaze of the camera. In this, in this film, like, if you compare it to pretty much any I other... I thought you were going to say, if you compare it to Pretty Woman. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> also, yes. If you compare it to any other um, superhero movie, Marvel or DC. Yes. Are you saying that we don't really ever get to see um, a shot of, say, Captain America's wet bulge, but you, uh, but you, <laughs> might, you might see some, uh, some sexy hint of side boob with Wonder Woman and, and oh, isn't her skirt up just a little high there? That would be the traditional male gaze, yes. What I'm saying about this film is that that's not there. She's never sexualized in the way that she would have been if this was a male movie no she in think of think of like think of even just the poster for like the avengers you've got them all looking all angry and and stern and a bit bulgy and then you've got 
um, Black Widow facing away and sticking her bum out. <laughs> I know, it's so impractical, isn't it? And it's like everyone else is standing full on, face <laughs> face on, looking angry. She's got a bum sticking out and she's looking over her shoulder because yeah, she's I'm a sorry. lady. You- Whereas in this film... You- Diana is. Are you telling she's me she's not sexualized? She's she's um, we we identify more with her than we, it's, we don't lust after her. Oh, uh, we 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 feel for her. I'm sorry. What's the name of that uh, that tall lady who's very good with a sword in Game of Thrones? Brienne of Tarth. Yes. Now I'm sorry. If she wasn't sexualized, Wonder Woman would look a lot more like Brienne of Tarth. Thank you very much, because she is wearing the armor necessary to take part in a proper bite uh and she's just she's well, wonder woman has the armor necessary it's mystical armor it doesn't need to oh mystical armor it bounces bullets she, off of it she, she doesn't ting, ting she doesn't have a wrist. heart what she doesn't have a heart in the center of a chest we don't know biology maybe that's true what? but i'd like to know for sure um what i'm saying you is you want to cut wonder woman open <laughs> i want to conduct a uh, an autopsy an autopsy a yes. vivisection yes uh, no you can't argue that she isn't entirely that she's not what your argument that she's not entirely sexualized yes true but you can't argue that she isn't f- like there's that she's a, entirely non-sexualized yeah that's yeah no I mean. well you know and it's it's a sad so I thing i think she's sexualized in favor for the ladies in the audience as well because i can imagine the ladies looking at her going yes yes you go girl you look the oh wow wow you know how women can do that to each other but heterosexual men god forbid you know nobody can look at captain america tugging on that helicopter uh, <laughs> so to Have you speak ever considered a, a career on um talk radio yeah lbc what why just just spouting your 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 <laughs> Um, political correctness gone mad. I mean, there's, there's a couple of spaces saying. now that awful woman's dead. You could have dead. her spot. Dead? She's not dead. Isn't she? Katie oh. Hopkins is not dead. Oh, that's a shame. No, you can't say... Well, the one rule of talk radio is that half the stuff we say on this show cannot be aired. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, but, she, it's, it, but it's not that she is like... The camera doesn't look at her sexually we we don't have any of those long tracking shots up her leg across her stomach around her Agreed. boobs up Agreed. her face when we have close-ups of her face it's because we want to see the emotions that she's feeling so that we can empathize with her and i really liked that i found that quite refreshing another in the, thing in the as much as there was a sexy bit in, in not even really a sex there wasn't a sexy bit oh this is the bit i was going to mention oh, go on yeah I, I, well, I'll, I'll let you carry on all, all right. i'm going to say is that um i'm i'm very glad that it was instigated by Gal Gadot, 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 Gadot. It was. Herself, it was. It was instigated by her. Chris Pine, where there's Wang. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was instigated by her, and we didn't have, for example, her walking into the room and like undressing. Taking, yeah, yeah, exactly, and like looking over, like she's completely naked, and we see her bum and her back, and she looks over her shoulder and is like beckoning him in or anything like that. It was just. It, it was a lot more tastefully done because we don't need that. Well, she gave him angry. I'm going to. You up eyes. Well, I'm and Chris sure Pine was like, I'm down for that. Yes, the first <laughs> came man scurrying in, back in. The didn't first it? man in history to uh, to make sweet love to a goddess. Yes, mm. yes. I think it would have been better if in the next scene he arrived limping. Yeah, walking funny. <laughs> yeah, or just a little bit like, <sighs> yes, <sighs> like shell shocked or something. Yeah, I, that would that would have amused me a it bit. Would have been I think realistic. That, I think it was probably that's probably a little bit too close to carry on. But, um, or at least have him like wincing and a bit sore yes. when he goes to get on in the in the car in the next scene or something. Yeah, just something. But yeah, yeah anything. Yeah, but uh, no, I think 
I think it was it was nicely done. And um, like I say, it wasn't a sexualized movie. I mean, she looks pretty sexy, but it's she wasn't overly. I don't think she was overly sexualized. She was aware of and in control of her sexuality throughout. Wait a minute. Because she never really like, oh, I must have this man, kind of lost control of herself because she was so infatuated with uh, Captain America. She And it's amusing me that we both called him Captain America because it's... Uh, it's a crisp. It's Chris P playing Captain Steve in <laughs> in a superhero movie, but it's a different Chris P playing a different Captain Steve. But um, I'm going to contradict my earlier argument. Oh wow! Well, Go on then. I was saying you never get to see Captain America's wet bulge. You get to see his bum. Yeah. Well, you do uh, in the you, glowy water bit. Could you argue that um, male superheroes are sexualized in that we always have them thrusting their skin-tight, bottomed bulges at us? I don't know. What I don't that think means. we do. I think I'd. I think I'd have a lot more superhero movies on DVD if that were the case. <laughs> um, but I think, and this again, it comes back to the whole uh, camera gaze thing, because when we see that we are looking through the male gaze of the camera. It's so, more of a... Yeah, powerful, manly, look at me. Yeah, been to the gym. Yeah, kind of thing, which, you know, we don't need. I do. There's enough of that. Well, you can get that down the gym, I'm sure. Or <laughs> at, at this place where you were on a Sunday <laughs> night in, in London, naked bicycling with the Queen or whatever it was. <laughs> Is that what it was? I've lost track. Something, Something like, like that. that yeah. You went naked clubbing with the, with the Queen on a Sunday night in London. On a bicycle. On a bicycle. Wouldn't have thought the bouncers would allow that. Yeah. If you park it up outside, it's a Boris bike. Oh, you have to wipe it down afterwards. You've got to know where to go. And before, good Lord. (laughs) Don't know where it's been. So what we're saying is we quite like Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, Yeah. definitely (laughs) worth a watch. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if I'm as, like, frothing at the mouth over it as everyone else. I very much enjoyed it. Well, I I think I might have been more enthused if it weren't for the ending. But, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yes, and it's definitely the best to come out of the DCEU so far. Absolutely. Yes, I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. Um, and didn't I say, didn't I say many, many moons ago, um, probably when you were ripping into Suicide Squad, I said, give DC the time to find its feet. Well, this is what I wanted to end on. It's like, all right, so we've done this. And now we have somehow to fit these two universes together in the next movie. In Easy. the Justice, not Justice Squad, Justice League movie later they've this done year. It. But it's it's Wonder Woman was in Batman versus Superman. Well, yeah, she was, but tonally. But this is the thing: like in what in Batman versus Superman, it was all uh, grim, grisly, scowling people scowling each other uh, in the rain. Uh. For two thirds of the film, she pops up, kicks ass. She was easily the best character in that. Um, there we are in that in that film, and she's only in it for twenty minutes. But this is the thing: it's like how is no, she, she going to sit? She was, she was snooping around. Oh yeah, pretending, files to, pretending to be Selena Kyle from the earlier Batman movies. <laughs> um, how is she going to fit into the the darker, grittier DC universey thing where Easily. we now have this wonderful, shining, brightly coloured, brilliant character? I'm, she's I, not. She's not. She's got grubby armor like the rest of them. Yeah, yeah I know. But she's uh, herself as a metaphor. She's a much She's not gritty and grum, grim and grumbling. She's, she is now. In this film, she was naive because she was young and it was the first encounter she had with man. But since then, in the... Uh, in the so the whole film was a flashback, essentially. And yeah. just in the, in the very end, we revisit her in, um, in the Louvre. Yeah, uh, while she's where li- she works, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Gift shop, where she's looking at a picture of Chris Pine. And, 
and you know, you realise that that was that was her sort of coming of age, if you will. She left that uh, whole event heartbroken, shattered, realising uh, that mankind is 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 a nasty business, and uh, and here she is in miserable DC rainy land. I don't want that. <laughs> well, that's what you're getting, no, Scott. Uh, but she shouldn't be miserable, and she she's above these things. She's more than just a, another miserable rainy grumbly growly character well, she should be more than that it's bound to get wetter when fighting aquaman and... comes oh, and that, i mean that in yes. more ways than one i i'm i'm moist just at the mention of his name <laughs> i can't wait me and jason momoa were mm-hmm. like that <sighs> yes uh right so uh, we will we'll, we'll, on that note we'll go away and think about jason momoa for, mm, uh, for a little while for a very long time uh just uh, wait aquaman isn't half mermaid is he no. Great. Uh, right. So let's play you some music and leave you <laughs> Which with... Which half would you prefer? Uh, uh, I, I, all or nothing, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but you wouldn't want like... Well, you wouldn't want the fishy bottom half because you wouldn't know what to do with it. But would you? could you deal with a fishy well, top half if you lay, got Jason Momoa from the waist down? You could still lay with him on the beach and fiddle with his beard and uh, tweak his nipples. But I think a fishy <laughs> head, a fishy head would just be too strange. Uh, and I wouldn't be down for that at all. Could still go naked bike riding though, couldn't you? Not if he was fishy bottom. He'd only only if he was fishy top. No, if he was fishy bottom, you could go bike riding. How could how, you? Go how fishy could t- he bike ride if he's a fish? fish he can't get a leg either side of the. Oh, thing. sorry. No, I mean fishy top. Yes, you're right. Yes, yeah. I've been getting my bottoms the wrong way. <laughs> Confusing your tops for bottoms. That's unlike you. Here's the poop, the whole poop, and nothing but the poop. Let us know at ELR comfortably who said that. Oh yes, and uh, we'll be back next week, week after. When are we back? I don't know. Oh, shall well, we? Shall we figure that out? Yeah. We'll Stay tuned to even if you don't tweet us, it'll be on the ELR comfortably twitter when we are next online it'll either be next saturday if we're not on next saturday there'll be a repeat which is worth listening to because we're amazing and if you want to listen to more of our stuff between now and then you can always go to <laughs> elrcomfortably.co.uk You've and check out the archive 110 episodes at good lord we've been at this for so long so very long almost as long as we would be at jason momoa oh, yes are you sitting comfortably You can listen to Are You Sitting Comfortably weekly live on East London Radio at 12pm on Saturdays or you can catch up with every episode we've done so far at elrcomfortably.co.uk.